we give this one to our wolf. Okay, here we are. We're back. Yay. Welcome back <laughs> to the Rough Gut Retrospective, episode 27. This is not the second time recording the intro. No, shut your mouth. Who said that? <laughs> um... No, this is the first time, first take, first try, we're doing it. Um, we're back, episode 27, the podcast Woo! that talks about movies, television, pop culture, and I do it all with good my co-host, vibes. with the Good Vibes guy over there, the guy who I just learned is a big Shaboom fan from the Cars soundtrack. Mm-hmm. We it, love that song. It's Jackson Mahuron. Jackson, Hello, everybody. Uh, how you doing? This is the second time we're recording because Carter forgot to plug in his microphone. Dude, we only got three minutes in, okay, guys? We got five minutes in, don't Well, lie. agree to disagree, <laughs> but we're back. That's okay. We're just as charming. We're just as witty. And mm-hmm. Maybe more so. Change. Maybe more so. We'll we never... five minutes under our belt of experience, so uh, yeah, we got the, here we are. We're all oiled up. We're lubed up. We're greased up. Mm-hmm. We're ready to go. We're ready. Wonderful. Uh, today, guys, later in the show, I don't know if you knew, if you watched with along with the uh, not even 10 million people, but the Oscars were on Sunday. Um, so we're going to talk about that and all the craziness, all the wackiness, winners, losers, shockers, the show itself, because it was very different. And we're going to get to- It was very different. Yeah. And we're going to get to all of that in a little bit and where it succeeded and where it failed. But first, we're going to jump into our main stuff, the stuff we do every week, starting with Tell Me Something, Boy. Tell me something, boy. Jackson, I know yes. that you already told me once, but, <laughs> but I'm going to Let ask. Let me run through these again. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to ask again. What are you into this week other than the Cars soundtrack? Other than the car soundtrack this week, I am into a few different things. Okay. Number one, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, the finale hit. It was amazing. I loved it. Carter, did you love it? Uh, no. But <gasps> are you for real? <laughs> I'm for real. We're gonna. Oh, we will talk about we'll it. Talk next about week, it then. next That's week, baby. Spicy. Woo! You didn't like it? I thought it was fine. Uh, oh, okay. No, there's interesting, nothing. Interesting, there's interesting. nothing wrong with it. There's nothing wrong with it. I'll say that. I was moved emotionally, but that's fine. Uh, I get that. I get that. <laughs> uh, wow, man. Uh, I want to talk about that. Now, but we can't. We're gonna talk about it yeah, next week. I'll expound oh, so upon hyped. it next week. That's a teaser for okay. all those listeners out there. That is. Yeah. I am heavily teased right now. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on to our next. My next thing I'm into. Uh, mm-hmm. I made Abby sit down after our X Men podcast, and we. Sat through two hours of X-Men Origins Wolverine. Yeah, you say that like it was a chore. Ooh, it was. <laughs> it was. I mean, it was fun, but it was also horrible. Yeah. There's only three good scenes in it, and two of them are in like the first ten minutes, so the rest of the movie just really, really drags. Yeah, like um, the Vietnam, whatever that was. No, is it Vietnam? I don't know what it is. The first there's well the the intro is hilarious because they're like children from the 1800s. Oh, that's right. And yep. uh, then then they go through like all of the war stuff together, which is really cool. That like cool. all that like transition stuff. Yeah. Um. And Wolverine is not a fan of Vietnam and the Vietnam War, not yeah, Vietnam, but right. like the Vietnam War, which uh-huh. is kind of cool. Um. 
but yeah that that was cool and then like when they infiltrate uh like their covert ops military stuff like they do that stuff is pretty cool and then gambit as his like two minutes of screen time is like kind of interesting so hollywood's favorite taylor kitsch (laughs) what else is he in anything uh john carter oh no (laughs) poor guy that's all i got uh snakes on a plane they really oh x or not x-men the hollywood really just wanted him to be somebody for a while and uh didn't pan out unfortunately for him friday night lights whatever oh yeah okay well there's something that's pretty good for him Uh, tv you know woohoo um but the uh cgi for x-men origins wolverine is some of the worst stuff i've ever seen uh in a movie when did this movie come out like early 2000s like 2006 or something something like that probably maybe i'll look it's in that era that uh cgi should not be that bad it's egregious like it's so bad it's so egregious i would take any other superhero movie i think except for netflix's thunder force or whatever (laughs) that that one sucked um but yeah and then finally to wrap it all up this week uh on amazon prime there are a bunch of seasons of survivor oh baby i watched a season of that and it's awesome that show's cool i've never gotten into survivor Uh, i've just never watched it it's so funny because like the earlier you go in like i think i started on season 27 um but like i went to season 12 just to see what it was like and like it was extra like like cultural appropriation like in oh. a way that was uncomfortable it still is in like season 27 because like uh-huh. let's face it the whole premise is we're gonna take a country or like a place that people already live on and then we're just gonna make a reality show about living there and then we're gonna use like super generic like different cultured music with like mm-hmm. lots of grunting and groaning and like kind of use it as our soundtrack and then like yeah we're gonna use like idols and like this all this weird stuff that you know isn't like really a part of the culture i don't know it's just it's interesting to say the least but uh I honestly do like the show a lot. I think Sweet. the social game and like the villains and stuff, all that's pretty compelling. So it's pretty cool. But yeah, that's, that's what I'm into this week. That's Carter. <gasps> tell me something, boy. <gasps> well, what am I into this week? Well, I watched the Oscars. We both did. Yes. That's the first thing. We'll get to that later. I did mm-hmm. watch. I watched Falcon and Winter Soldier. I thought it was fine. I had no problems with it. I just wasn't. Oh, uh, I wasn't blown away. It was fine. Really? Just fine. <sighs> um, I think we're going to have different opinions on the show. Yeah, I think, I hope I think not, so. But... Well, I, I, we're going to agree on some some major, probably the the more meaningful things. Yeah. But we're probably going to disagree on some of the other stuff. But I'm excited to talk about that next week. Consider yourself fully teased. Um, I'm so tantalated. Um, but I want to discuss two, mainly the two things I want to discuss is first okay. of all, I watched the Mortal Kombat movie, guys. I watched the new <laughs> Mortal Kombat 2021 Mortal Kombat. on HBO Max. Um, I know knew nothing about Mortal Kombat. I had never played that video game. Really? I just vaguely know like some of the characters. Just, you know, I don't know. Is Johnny Cage in it? Does he um, show up? No, but um, oh. there's, a, there's like a stinger at the end that hints at... Uh, they hinted there's going to be more Mortal Kombat movies. Um, cool. So that's, I think there will be. That's fun. Uh, yeah, if this makes money, then yes. Um, cool. I'm down for that. And I don't Screw know what it. the box office looks like for Mortal Kombat. I'm sure it dominated 
this weekend because there wasn't anything else. But yeah, um, if you are a Mortal Kombat fan, you probably really this movie is probably really fun for you. Um, I, I just it was a lot. Um, uh-huh. It was kind of strange at times and things just kind of happened. And I really had to suspend my disbelief and just like really buy into whatever this tournament is, this Mortal Kombat uh-huh. thing. But uh, it was fun. There were some same fatalities. I know that there's fatality. They say that in the movie. Um, fatality. Do they say finish him? They do say that also. They you cool. get all all everything you would want uh, in a Mortal <laughs> Kombat movie. There were some really gruesome deaths. Very bloody movie. Um, awesome. It was That's fun. All you can hope for. It was just fun. What can I say? Um, <laughs> so I watched that, and then finally. Jackson, I watched not one, not two, not three, but four Mary-Kate and Ashley movies. (gasps) Which ones? I've watched the commentaries for them, but I've never seen the full movies, so I kind of know, like, what they generally are. Mm -hmm. So my my cousin and her fiancé came into town this past weekend. It was her birthday, so she came to Chicago to see my sister and I. Fine. Um... And when she got in the first night, they were like, let's watch a, a, a movie. So we turned on Billboard Dad is uh, is the first Mary-Kate National okay. movie. The whole plot of this movie is their dad is single, their mom has died, and they okay. so, so they put- Is it Bob Saget? I wish it was Bob Saget. <laughs> um, but they put their dad's picture on a billboard and basically pimp him out to all of Los Angeles- um, that's the plot. Um, okay. so we watched that and then we watched passport to Paris. Um, I've seen the commentary for this one. Um, yes. And the, I've seen that one and the Italy one and the Australia one. I don't know if those are the ones you watched. But. Our, our lips are sealed is the next, okay. is the Australian one. We watched that yes. one. Yes. Yes. And then we watched holiday in the <laughs> sun, which was the last one. That's the one in the Atlantis, the Bahamas. Oh, I saw that. I saw the commentary for that one too. That one's hilarious. Incredible stuff. Um, <laughs> these movies are bad. Um, yeah, they're they like, have dance sequences and they break the fourth wall sometimes. Yeah, um, our lips are sealed. Is is I can just to foreshadow for the audience on my li- the list is life. That's like almost at the very bottom. That's a really. It's awful. <laughs> You have to watch the Italy one. That one's really funny. Yeah, now I've now that she's left, I don't know if I'll when the next time I'll watch these. I'm not gonna turn these on by myself in my oh, apartment. Bummer. I can just say that. So it bummer. needs to be right. a, a strange <laughs> night where I have some friends over and we're like, you know what? Screw it. Let's watch a Mary Kate and Ashley film. I'll, I'll do a Netflix party or whatever it is Perfect. to watch that with you. That'd I, be fun. I will say, um my sister rented each of these. They weren't free. How much were they? Like three bucks. <laughs> oh, that's so, kind of worth it, honestly. So, I'd, I'd watch you know. three bucks worth of Mary Kate and Ashley. Yeah. Um. So Billboard Dad <laughs> and Passport to Paris were 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 not good, but they were charming in just like a cute Mary Kate and Ashley way. And then they just really go off the rails. Um. Great. Can't wait. <laughs> it's great. Every plot is they go to a they go to a place that's not uh, they meet in the a U.S. Cute boy. and they meet a cute boy. They kiss him, and then they solve a crime or something. They solve a mystery. <laughs> it's usually, it's, yeah, it's like a crime or like it's really a bizarre. mystery. Um, but yeah, Mary Kate and Ashley. Uh, I think uh, it's fair to say that Elizabeth is probably uh, the most the successful best. and best one now. I think good for her. 
she's she's been working her butt off lately, so yeah. she deserves it. So yeah, and before um, yeah, what were we saying? Before we move off, I totally forgot to mention something <gasps> that I have to bring up. Gasp! I had my first theater experience in over a year this past weekend. Oh! I can't believe I forgot to mention it. I saw nobody. <gasps> Oh, yeah. Tell me. And what did you think? It was awesome. Yeah. That movie was great. It rocks. I has, I've been trashing it for weeks thinking that Bob Odenkirk was a silly choice to lead were. this project. Yeah. And, like, on paper, it still is kind of a silly choice. But, yeah. like, man, it what works. a good movie. It somehow it works. works so well. Oh, it's awesome. I'm glad the you The violence to see it. is so good. The audience was having a great time. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I had reclining seats. We had selected seats to where oh, we were like yeah. by ourselves. Like no one was in like a ten foot radius of us, probably from like where we could see and stuff. It was great. That's what's up. It was so fun, man. Nobody was was great. Nobody was great. <sighs> That's uh, yeah. I can't wait till we do like a a year end pod, probably at the end of the year, and we yeah. wonder if nobody Talk about our favorite movies will still be up there by the end of the year. I it's think great. It, it it was really fun. It was a blast. It was really fun. Good stuff. Yeah. I'm glad you brought that up. Good stuff. Thank goodness. Sweet. Sweet. Uh, let's move on to our next segment, Jackson. What is it? Newsflash. You think you're too cool for school, but I got a newsflash for you, Walter Cronkite. You aren't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we did it. Okay, the news. Um... <laughs> Jackson, uh, was that surprising for you? That was surprising. I was like, "Is okay. he going to say more words?" And then nope. he didn't. Just newsflash. I like it. Um, <laughs> Jackson, I have three. Um, what do you have? I have three. Also, I'm okay. curious if they're the exact same three. There's uh, a good chance it could be. Do you want me to start? Yeah, you do one. I'll do one. We'll we'll go back and forth. Okay. I definitely know at least one of these. You have probably two. Okay. I'll start with this one because I was really excited for it, and I sent it to the, our friend group as well. Yes. Um, our guy, Bo Burnham. Um, <gasps> yes. He announced via Twitter that he will release a new special. Mm-hmm. Assuming it's a stand-up special. I don't know. He just said special. Uh, later this year on Netflix. Um, <sighs> and it was filmed entirely by him over the past year. Mm-hmm. No crew, no audience. And in the little teaser, the little stinger that he tweeted, he's got like a, a quarantine beard. Mm-hmm. Um and I'm just very excited. I am excited about any Bo Burnham project. So I thought that was really cool because we haven't seen him. Well, like, we've seen him and we saw him in Promising Young Woman this year. Like he's doing yeah. stuff, but like stuff of his own volition we haven't seen in a while. And mm-hmm. I'm excited. I'm amped for it. His specials, like they're not like they're not stand up, right? Like they're no, like they're like performance. They're like experiences. I don't even know what to like call them. But, like, each time they're so existential and oh, serious yeah. at the end. And I imagine that that'll be most of this. Yeah. And I'm really excited for it. This dude is, like, the BoJack Horseman of people. <laughs> like, as far as, like, just depressing but, like, really encapsulating and, like, like really, like, I don't know. Just, Re- like, pure relatable. raw talent and relatable mm-hmm. and... He hits on like really serious themes, but also like laughs through the pain in a way. And it's like, oh man, it's just so compelling. I really like Bo Burnham. And uh, yeah, I just love the stuff that he does. So yeah, that'll be great. Agreed. So yeah, excited to see something that that he's behind that is of his own creation. I don't think we've seen since 
what eighth grade? I don't remember eighth grade or make happy. I don't remember which came. Eighth grade came out later, later. than make okay. happy did. So it's been the stinger was so chilling too because it's like the ending of his make happy special where he's playing piano at the end of it, like yeah. in that side room, mm-hmm. and then it hard cuts and you see him with the beard like looking through like a crack in the door, like there's like a crack of light that he's yeah. looking into, and it's like whoa. And then he looks That's at you. That's gonna be cool. And he looks at the camera and you're yeah. like, oh, oh, it's so good. It's a little spooky. So I'm, I, I like. Him. I'm very excited about it. I'm. I look forward to seeing that on the old Netflix. I love it. Yes. To you, sir. All right. Play the confetti sounds. Let's get the horns going in. Oh. Oh. Paddington oh. 2 is now the top film on Rotten Tomatoes, everybody. <laughs> Never seen it. Citizen Kane has been dethroned after Rotten Tomatoes dug up a 1940s. Uh, review of it that gave it a not perfect score so it went from a hundred percent to like a 99 percent or something like that and that boring ass movie that everyone thinks is so good is guess what a bear beat you Orson Welles eat your heart out man who cares your story's boring and Mank was boring too who cares Man, go for the throats, Jackson. I love it. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's who cares about Rosebud when you can have marmalade, everybody? <laughs> I haven't I haven't seen any of the Paddingtons. <laughs> Me neither, but I really want to now. <laughs> perfect. We're the perfect people to talk about this. I just I just hate I just don't like Citizen Kane. I don't hate it, I guess. It, there's it's impressive in a lot of aspects, but it's boring and everyone who says it's the best movie ever is a boring person. I do not care about them. I'd it rather talk little, to people uh, who like Nacho Libre and <laughs> Paddington 2 and stuff, you know? Uh, I don't like Nacho Libre, but Paddington 2, uh, well. I'll give it a chance. <laughs> Good stuff. Oh, man. Wow. But yeah, sorry. That's that's my headline. What do you think about that? Sorry, Citizen Kane. Um, I mean, <laughs> I love that they dug up an article from the 40s. <laughs> Why'd they do that? I don't know. Did they do it like maliciously or were they like, oh. Well, we gotta add this now. I, I honestly, I think Mank is to blame because I'm sure all the Mank buzz, them. everything, everyone was like, "Let's go back and see what people thought of Citizen Kane." Blah honestly, blah blah. Honestly, yeah. And they dug into the weeds and found uh, something in like a soda can in the basement or something, written by somebody, and they were like, "Yep, Paddington Two, it's your time to shine." So I love it. Mank sucked. I did not like Mank. <laughs> I, I don't know. I disagree. But it was like better than Citizen Kane, I think. But also, I don't actually. No, I disagree. The story structure <laughs> was so lazy. Uh, you know the way uh, they did. I think we already talked about this, but the way they did the freaking like uh, script structure of like setting like the flashbacks yeah, and stuff yeah, was so lazy because yeah. they knew it didn't work as a concept, but they really wanted to do it. Anyways, well, yeah, well, it I'm, was fine. We'll probably get to talk about it in a little bit. It was fine. We'll talk about Mank later, but. But yeah, I'm glad you brought that up. I didn't even write that down. So sweet. Thank you for doing that. <laughs> God bless. All right, Carter, what do you got next? I have. Um, I'm gonna leave my third one because I think you're probably gonna say it. So I'm gonna go to my okay. second one because you know that I have sung the praises of another round on this podcast uh-huh. many a time. This was one of mine. <laughs> okay, good. But Leonardo DiCaprio. Mm-hmm. will star in an English-language adaptation of the 2021 Best International Feature Film, Another Round, presumably playing Mads Mikkelsen's character. Yep. 
Um, my initial reaction to this was excitement, mainly because really I love Leo and I love that movie. And then I sat for a minute and I thought about it and I thought about the Americanization of foreign stories of international mm-hmm. films and it mm-hmm. made me a little hesitant because I, I thought of one example. I don't know if you have seen um, the movie uh, Downfall or Downhill. I don't even know what no. it was called. This Will Ferrell, Julia Louis-Dreyfus movie. Oh, I know what you're talking about, but yes. I haven't seen it. And it's a remake or it's an American version of a 2004 film Force Majeure, which is an international really? film. And and the Americanized version of it is terrible and it loses all of the charm and like <laughs> the the nuances of the original. So that okay. so I'm in the middle and I don't know how to feel. Um I, I you haven't seen another round yet, right? I haven't yet. So I, like, I've been meaning to. It's I on mean, Amazon Prime, I think. So Yeah. Or that or Hulu, I don't remember. But one of them. It's one of, one those. of them. But but I'm worried that the Americanization of this story. I was actually talking to Matt about this. Um, Mm -hmm. Shout out, Matt. Um, But I don't know if it's going to lose the Danish vibes of it. I think this is a really Danish movie, and I'm just interested to see Uh if it loses that in the translation. I don't know. What did you think when you you saw that? I mean, we've talked about it before, like, it's just subtitles, guys. Like, yeah, just read subtitles. It's a great, like, apparently it's a really good story. Like, I'm excited to check it out. That director is really good. Just, like, read some of the, like, title, like subtitles. It's not, we don't need to remake a whole movie that is getting a ton of praise. Like, and this is kind of how I felt about the Parasite, like, TV show. Or, like, they're, they're doing something with it oh, with, yeah. like, Mark and Ruffalo. H- like HBO Max, yeah. Like I don't, I don't necessarily know what that is, so I don't really know how to criticize it yet. But this is just straight up a movie remake, and it's just don't. I don't know. Like you don't yeah. need to do this. Yeah. Like, uh, and there it's... was like a big, big bidding war for it, and um, uh, Vinterberg, the director, he's not even going to direct it. He may like executive produce it or something like that, but mm-hmm. like he's not really going to have his hands in it. So it's like, do we need to make this? Yeah, I, you know, I don't know. I just hope it's handled well and doesn't doesn't botch it. I mean, the Leo name was what made me excited because at least it's handled by somebody who maybe is yeah. of a smart caliber when it comes to producing. Like he produces a lot of things too. Hopefully, mm-hmm. hopefully he won't it won't lose the touch. But I don't know. I'm I'm, I'm curious. I'm a little. I just don't know what an scared. Americanized version of this brings. Like if it brings anything to it extra, like. Yeah, I don't. And I don't, like, think I don't it know does. what. Like, it's a very entrenched in like the Danish culture mm-hmm. of that movie is, and uh, it'll just be interesting to see. But it'll all be worth it if Leonardo DiCaprio does a dance sequence at the end of the movie, like Matt Mikkelsen <laughs> does. Yeah, I got to see that sequence whenever they showed it. Oh, that was Oscars, that wasn't was even the fun. the half of it, Jackson. Oh, okay. I got a good. I got a good little taste. <laughs> it's of a it, good though. little like, tease. Oh, that's you're fun. Getting, you're getting teased this week. Um, <laughs> but yeah. Okay, so yeah, another round. Hopefully, it's awesome. It's well done. Love do you, it. Do you have anything else? Uh, my final headline also ties into next week, but is uh, after the finale of Falcon and the Winter Soldier, they have announced Captain America Four, starring Anthony Mackie, is now in the works. Woo! 
It is going to be written by showrunner Malcolm Spellman and oh, co-written with him, and then uh, one of the writers for the show, Dallin Moosen. To uh, so they're going to co-write the script, which will be cool. Uh, that's all we know. We don't know who else is going to be in it, who the villain is, but or even the title. But hey, I'm pretty stoked for that. What do you think? That is dope. I love that we announced this right after the the steam that we got with Captain. Or not Captain America, Falcon and Winter Soldier. I guess he is yeah. Captain America now. Hey, Captain America. Woo! Uh, spoiler alert. Um, did I see Oops. that Sebastian Stan is coming is coming back for that too? I don't remember. I imagine I he will be. He's been in, like you don't really think about it, but he's been the second build for every single. Oh, probably not for the Captain America three. Uh, but he's been in every single Captain America movie. Um, right. And has been a very integral role in it. So I imagine he'll stick with it, and maybe yeah. that'll be whenever he gets his like different moniker maybe it'll be like captain america 4 and the white wolf or something like that you know could be cool could be cool yeah i'm excited for that that. it seems like the beginning of the real new like i mean replacing these characters that we've known for a Mm -hmm. while it'll be interesting and i'm excited for it i'm stoked for it i I think anthony mackie will do an amazing job i am very much sold on him as captain america spoilers but um oops yeah I don't know if you are, but like I'm really excited oh, for yeah. him to no, like I'm take on. I'm He's great. Him. He's so good. His character's awesome. Well deserved. Very Love good. It. Very cool. But yeah, that was, that's that my was, headlines. That was my final headline too. So there it was. Sweet. Booyah. Booyah. Sweet. <laughs> uh, so that's our that's our news. Our news flash, as Jackson called it. News flash. Um, and we're gonna get into the Oscars after this word from our sponsor. Spoiler alert: It's Anchor. Sponsor. And we're back. We're back. We're back. Ever. Woohoo. Uh, we're going into a segment I like to call I Could Have Been a Contender. You don't understand. I could have had class. I could have been a contender. Oscars talk. Love it. Woohoo. Love it. Woohoo. So, for those that don't know, which is probably most of the world, according to the numbers, um, <laughs> the Oscars were on Sunday, guys. They were. Um, and just some personal background, Jackson, myself, and former guest Matt Holt, shout out. Mm-hmm. Um, we all watched it, uh, not together, but we watched it simultaneously. We had a little side bet like we did for the Golden Globes, of mm-hmm. big stakes, five bucks on the line. Yes. Um, for whoever picked the most winners. Um, I won the Golden Globes one, and this time, Jackson... I comes did it, boys. Victorious in the Oscars. I did it. I think we're t- oh, we're probably close now. Every all time for the past like four or five years. When was the the first time we did it was for um, the year Shape of Water one. So I don't know that how far away that was. Twenty seventeen. Um, that would have been. So this was our fifth Oscars that we've done this. I guess so. So one of us win- is winning. I don't know who. It may be you. It may be three to two or two to three. Who knows? Either way. But we always do this, and it's so fun, and I love playing this game with you. So It's a, it's a blast. It was an honor. But Jackson came victorious this time. How many did you get right? Do you remember out of the 24? I got 19 out of 20. It was 24, right? I got 19 out of 24. 1924, good year. Um, 1924. But the yeah. The Roaring 20s. The Roaring 20s, baby. <laughs> but yeah. I the... didn't know what was coming. Oh, okay. God. Oops, neither do we. But um, so we watched it, and we were like three of the 
10 people that watched this, it seemed like. Um, <laughs> yeah, what was the viewership officially? Yeah, the official number was 9.8 million viewers. Um, what was the year before? Do you know? Like 23 million. Oh, okay. Um, so a very steep decline. Um, and I mean, if you looked, if you even looked at the last, like I looked cause I was curious, uh, at the last like six or seven years, mm-hmm. it's been steadily, it's been declining every year since there was a slight uptake, um, like two years ago or three years ago. That may have been when black Panther was a contender. Yeah. Um, so people watched it, but like the Oscars are in trouble, boys and girls is at least just the ceremony itself and the television televisation of it all. What's weird about it to me is that there was nothing else to do but watch movies. So I'm kind of surprised that like, yeah, that's, I don't know. Do you think people would be a little bit more invested this year because there was like, I don't know. I feel like entertainment like saved people's lives. Like honestly in 2020 to the point where maybe like they'd be a little bit more invested in like checking out the Oscars than normal. You'd think. You'd think. So, like, it could be declining, but, like, I figure, like, it would at least be, like, way closer than just, like, slashing it in half, you know? Like, it, it just felt kind of weird. Yeah. Like, before we even talk about the nominees and what happened in the show, like, mm-hmm. what's wrong with this? What's wrong with this show? Like, why do you think why don't people, people care? Don't, don't care anymore? Has just the, the prestige worn off and just no one cares? Like, have we just, as a society, just grown to not care about the Oscars. I don't know. What do you I think? I think maybe you need to just make it I, I don't know cuz I honestly really liked how they did a lot of things in this show versus previous years. Mm-hmm. That maybe people would be into more like I, personally the fact that they cut down on like all of the like stupid bits for the most part. Yeah. Like all of the like that give me like secondhand embarrassment and stuff to watch like mm-hmm. it seemed way more like like easier to enjoy and consume versus like how it usually is formatted. Yeah. But I don't know. There's I, again, this is like the th- second or third year without a host so that maybe that could be part of it. Like there's no star power draw as far as that goes. Mm-hmm. Um, personally, I think if you, you should, honestly, they should do a people's choice award or something for like the best pick or, you know what I mean? Like just something to get like maybe audiences more involved and invested in. Yeah, or something like that. I don't know. Like, there could be there could be a lot of things that are factoring to this decline. That it's not just one in particular. Do you think in term you of uh, the pop or the pop or not the pop the People's Choice Award? What you just said. Uh huh. Do you think? Do you remember when they tried to institute like they tried to float out the idea that they would have a popular movie Oscar? Yeah, would that be like a voting thing, or was would that just be a totally separate thing? It didn't seem well. When they floated the idea, the Academy floated this idea out on Twitter. Mm-hmm. They're like, we're thinking of instituting a popular movie Oscar. And there was like no like qualifications or like they, they it was very vague and they didn't give any details of what that actually meant. Uh-huh. So people were trying to figure out there were like, does this mean like, what is this based on? Is this based on like box office? Is this based on. Rotten Tomatoes score because Paddington Two would win. Um, Heck yeah, it would deservingly so. Yeah, like what is that based on? And then also the other problem was, does that take away from the prestige of that movie that it couldn't be nominated for Best Picture if it's nominated for the Best Popular Movie Oscar? You know, 
Yeah, that's a good point. So, like, like for example, when Black Panther got nominated, right? Big popcorn movie. Uh-huh. Everyone watched that movie, and that drew in some audiences, I think, to that Oscar ceremony. But if that popular Oscar had happened, does it get nominated there, and does it win an Oscar there? Or does it not – do people get pissy because it's not Best Picture? It's a whole – yeah. Crazy thing. It's fishy. And I don't know Even like what the to events do. around it too, right? Like I don't yeah. think anyone really cares about the the red carpet anymore, right? Like I feel no, like people I don't talk more so. about like the Met Gala and stuff like that. It's just I feel like this event just isn't what it used to be and yeah. Maybe it's because movies aren't the only source of like video entertainment anymore, so maybe people aren't yeah, looking be. for the next cinema thing. Maybe people are more into like, I don't know. It's hard to say. I feel like award shows in general are probably decreasing in viewership everywhere. It's probably not just the Oscars. Yeah, I would agree. But it's a bummer because I love watching the Oscars, even though like I also hate love. Like, it's I get so uncomfortable watching the Oscars a lot of the times, mm-hmm. just because of like people getting you know played off whenever they're giving their speeches <laughs> or like james corden dressing up as a cat to like disrespect someone's career as they're like winning an award Classic. and stuff like that like i'm glad a lot of that stuff isn't the case for this year but unfortunately there was just so many other issues with it too i don't know yeah so the oscars really need to look deep into themselves and figure out what the heck they're gonna do going forward yeah um and if they just need to change, if they need to nominate different movies, I don't know what they need to do. But they need to be revamped, for sure, the ceremony. The um, nominations this year were really good, though. I, I, I don't know. Yeah, like, that's, the pro- that's the problem. Like, I thought it was another great movie year of the things mm-hmm. that were nominated, like I thought 2019 was as well. Like, yeah. They're on a good a good streak, and they're picking good movies, at least from your yours and mine's perspective, yeah. who are kind of nerds about all this stuff. But... I don't know. It's the av- I don't know if the average moviegoer was like, oh, I saw Borat. Like, I don't know. You know? <laughs> yeah. But, you know, that's not for us to decide. That's for the Academy to figure out. Mm-hmm. But we'll keep watching begrudgingly, if so. We'll be <laughs> one of 6.7 million next year, maybe. Um, but I wanted to talk about the show in particular. Okay, let's um, do it. Just like the whole setup. First of all, I don't know if you knew. You probably knew. But this... This year's ceremony was produced by Steven Soderbergh. Yep. Um, I think immediately off the bat, I mean, we, we knew that like it was going to be a different ceremony, obviously, because of COVID and the year we had. It but, did not even, I didn't think it was. Like, I didn't even think that it would be different. And then I was like, oh my God, wait, this is so weird. Yeah. Like, it really shocked me. Right off the bat, like, it felt like the, the vibe of the show, it felt like a Steven Soderbergh movie, did it not? I mean, it yeah. felt very Ocean's Eleven-y. Right, mm-hmm. right off the bat, it was like Regina King walking, literally walking off the great. red carpet to the Oscars. She did, by the way, a great job at walking. Like that cannot mm-hmm. be understated. She was powerful. <laughs> she's she's awesome. She was I, great. I really like Regina King. And I liked the look of the show to start off the bat. I liked how it looked. It looks like a movie. It felt like a movie. And I get that. I didn't like it at first, to be honest. It yeah. was just so different, and it was so bright. I don't know. The the, the stuff yeah. with the, all the natural lighting was, like, really distracting, and the stage mm-hmm. was really small. They had, like, a side. They had, like, one, like, projector screen kind of next to her on stage. <laughs> I don't know. There was just so many aspects about it that I was like, this is, like, it felt like they cut the budget, like, 
to to a quarter of what it was originally like that's what it felt like i don't know if that's what the reality of it was it probably wasn't but like it, it could have been but it was definitely was like, different and experimental yeah i don't know how many people there was maybe like 60 people there versus like yeah the, uh, the regular like thousand or however many people are there i don't know like it just felt like yeah the only people that were invited difference. were the nominees and their guests and then yeah the people presenting the awards so it was a strange feel like it was definitely like when people won like you could tell like there wasn't as big of an applause like yeah all that jazz and maybe that's part of the appeal like i mean honestly i didn't know that it was going to be so small i probably should have assumed that yeah. but maybe like people were like well i come to see like all the celebrities kind of goofing around and like being funny like at these shows and like a lot of people do like a lot of like twitter moments and stuff come from these award shows and stuff yeah. like that mm-hmm. um and there just wasn't anybody there which could which could be part of it i don't know i don't know there could be a factor yeah so so that off the bat right so the it, it, the show feels strange um regina mm-hmm. king basically is acting as the host kind of in this for the beginning part for the least. beginning she was part. great though she set the I, stage i wish she would have like, stuck yeah yeah i wish she would have hung around like she could have just hosted the whole evening let's yeah to be quite frank it would have been great um but then so the show starts like the vibe or whatever whatever however you feel about it. The show starts and immediately they give out like four big awards right off the bat. Mm-hmm. And it feels like they, they give away the screenplays. I think those are the first two awards that they, they give away. Yep. Right. And then they do like supporting actor and they get all this, yeah. get like all kind of big awards out of the way where traditionally they, they give you, they sprinkle them in a little bit. Like usually yeah. they give you a supporting actor or actress towards the beginning and then they kind of sprinkle in the big names as you go on. And right when we got all these big these screenplays and then uh, Daniel Kaluuya won and then we kept going and I kind of realized and this this is how I felt the show lagged in the middle significantly. That's Be- fair. Um, I think it was. They just like didn't have like kind of the excitement of the big stuff was got like all due respect to best short animated short yeah. and whatever we got those like back into back to back and it just kind of was like kind of a dull period but that's like that's fair good just like television storytelling right there like you want to get your big names every once in a while so people don't yeah. look away but I don't know what did you what do you think about it I honestly did prefer the rearranging a little bit more than Mm -hmm. traditionally because i feel like the first half of the show generally relies on like just stupid bits that like the hosts or stuff will do and because they cut it out i think they were like well we got to rearrange some stuff yeah i don't know if that's the reason why but i felt like that was like a, a better justification for it like i'd much rather have like a wall in the middle than like an hour and a half of cringy stuff that like i sure like it's painful for me to watch um very fair and i liked all of the rearrangements except for the final one of course that i'm sure we'll talk about in a second but yeah yeah we'll get we'll get there um before we get to that because then that's how i want to segue into talking about the winners and everything when we get there but before we get there you kind of mentioned it earlier what did you think about them not cutting off the speeches no one was cut off loved and they just like they just gave a ted talk basically every winner it was and, it was great. Yeah, um, I loved personally, it. 
I think pe- if people want to zone out during it, that's totally fine. Like, not all the speeches are, you know, like, super entertaining and stuff. But, like, personally, I feel as if that's their moment. It's yeah. not for the fans. It's for them. So, to to play someone off, like, with music so that they can do some stupid bit and yeah. interview some people and it's not fun or funny. Like, to me, as someone who, like obviously that probably won't ever happen but like that would be so cool to like have that experience like the idea Mm -hmm. that we make it more about the creators and the artists is so much better in my opinion and i i just definitely preferred that yeah it seemed like they made it a point to emphasize the people and not just the work which i which i really enjoyed like yeah usually for like even the acting categories they usually show you like a the clip of like them acting really hard in the movie, but like this year, yeah. like, like, I mean, Laura Dern, especially when she presented, she just kind of talked about what she liked about every performance in them as a person. And I was like, that's kind of like cool. That. I liked that. It was different. It was, I think there's probably cool. a good, I will say I do miss watching like all the like clips mixed together of all the performances and stuff. I think that, yeah, especially for like the big awards is pretty cool. Um, it was and, and it gives people who haven't seen those movies a taste and maybe be like, oh, I actually want to go check that out. Like, yeah, it was um, it was interesting because I don't know. But if I you did watched, like Lord Darn stuff. Yeah. I don't know if you watched any of like the red carpet or pre-show stuff. I did not. But I turned some on as I was just sitting around on a Sunday, just chilling in my apartment. And uh-huh. they they did like some of those montages during that. They like really. They okay. like did this big like, and they did like a whole career arc, like literally for huh. Glenn for like Glenn Close's. They like showed like her That's voice, cool. voicing the gorilla in Tarzan. Like they did, <laughs> they really stretched. That's really it. cool, actually. And it was kind of cool. I don't like, hate that. So. I don't I mind guess if it's to fill the red carpet time too, because there weren't nearly as many people there. <laughs> yeah, there wasn't anyone on the red carpet. That's interesting. But, but like I liked that. Um. If we can find a way to just find the happy medium, I think that yeah. this show could be could be good. Um, Ooh, can I ask you a question? Yeah. Uh, just about the show in general. How did you feel about the statement about the masks in the beginning? Oh, About that, how they were justifying it. What did you think? Cause, so Regina King, just to preface it, Regina King came out and said, you know, when the cameras aren't rolling, we're going to have our masks on. But when they're on, we're going to have our masks off. Right? Is that what you're referring to? Yeah. Yeah, that was interesting. And did it need to be said? Uh, Yeah. I don't... uh, (laughs) I thought it was weird. Like, I I get kind of why they said it. I mean, mean, this award ceremony is usually a pretty politically charged one with people who like to give their opinions. So maybe it was just getting ahead of the gun a little bit of people saying, like, why aren't these libs wearing their masks? Yeah. But... Yeah, I don't, I don't. I could have done with that. I mean, I would never have been like, "Huh, why are they all not wearing masks?" I'm sure some Ben Shapiro would have pointed it out. <laughs> but, mm, curious. <laughs> but yeah, it, it was it was interesting. I get that why it needed to be done, but you know, I, I just thought the it. funny. I, I liked all of it except I like. I mean, it was fine except for the part where they were like, "We're artists. Like this is what we do." It's like okay, like just yeah, say we all got little... tested and like we're just. 
this is we're celebrating these people like we didn't want to have masks or spread out whatever yeah but i little, don't know it, felt it like came a off a little thing. little stodgy a little bit yeah like that's we're, what i thought we're holier than thou blah 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 that's yeah. what it kind of felt like yeah but i and yeah. i thought that was weird but i just wanted to see if you also thought that or if it was yeah just yeah good point um i just need to mention maybe the the wackiest moment of the evening which was glenn close um <laughs> yeah that was funny <laughs> And and one of the one of the bits that kind of worked, um, it was like no, the one bit they did. It was the one I bit think. they did, and it kind of paid off. And I don't know if it paid off because it was the one bit, and so it just seemed like it was great. no harm, no foul, kind of. But it was Lil Rel Howery going around, and he had like Oscars trivia, kind of. He was just playing songs. <laughs> Oh yeah, and they were like, "Oh, that's Purple Rain." Prince didn't get nominated for that, and they were kind of like just dragging the Oscars a little bit. And then they had to mute them because, like, they were <laughs> they were just making fun of the like organization, yeah. and they got muted. Yeah, and stuff. Oh, and then my they God. got to they got to Daniel. Him and Daniel Kaluuya had a little get out reunion, which was cool. Um, that was fun. But then they got to Glenn Close in an obviously staged bit where. She recognized uh, a song called "Da Butt," and was that, she, I guess that was staged. I didn't even think about that. You think I Glenn Close knew "Da Butt"? Maybe I don't know. Maybe. Glenn Close I, is, is an eccentric person. I'm you sure know what? she I, knows a lot of stuff. Yeah, I'll believe for the sake of everyone feeling good about Glenn Close. I'm going to say she <laughs> it wasn't staged, and she was just that eccentric. Maybe she. And I don't know. It could be, but she got and then she got up and did the said dance for said song. And she shook her rump, and it was nice. I think, I think that her. is when you texted us and said the Oscars are 1984. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I said I said that because they kept muting them. Yeah, was, uh, they kept censoring uh, yeah. them. Yeah, <laughs> and and then uh, in that moment, I was like, oh my gosh, this woman is 0 for eight, doesn't have an Oscar, and this is and her she's best. She's out here shaking like, her she's butt. She's up here for us. shaking her butt. Some would give her an Oscar poor, already, poor dang it. Close. I mean, not for Hillbilly Elegy, but sometime Something give her else. one. Please. <laughs> but I that uh, moment was like, what am I watching? I can't believe it. I am so happy right now. And that was maybe my favorite moment of the night. But I just wanted to mention Glenn Close. I thought it was funny that Glenn Close and Daniel Kaluuya sat together for the whole night, too. That felt like very weird. Yeah. Pairings. What do you what do you think they talked about during commercials? I don't know. I imagine <laughs> Daniel Kalu is just so fun, you know. Like I'm sure yeah. it was just a blast, no matter what. But I think they talked about yeah. the butt. Maybe, maybe they talked about how Daniel Kalu's parents had sex and how crazy that is. <laughs> that speech was incredible. <laughs> um, <laughs> so funny. I do want to talk about a best speech, but before we do that, I have one more just thing to mention, and then we can get to okay. awards. But did you watch the in memoriam? Yeah, it was like fast as hell wasn't it it was really fast i I get why they made it fast simply because a lot of people died from covid and stuff um but like it sat on like some people for a little long but then other people like they weren't even up there for like a second like they came and like you could barely have time to read their name and then it went away and it was very strange and like usually you get like like double panned people you get like two people yeah. on the screen but they gave everyone their own screen which i i get like the, i like but the production of it was like very bright and like light yeah 
yeah it was and light stuff up, yeah. which is like different and i guess that's kind of what they were going for for the theme for the whole thing i guess so it was mm-hmm. like on theme but personally if i were doing it i would have taken time out of included video clips i would have had a segment specifically for covid victims like like that weren't mm. in the industry but like obviously affect the industry because like they're consumers of this stuff i feel like that would have been really important and a ah, good like platform to talk point. about that mm-hmm. and i think i would have um oh there's something else i wanted to add to it um i don't remember I'll, I'll let you know if i if i think of it again but i like what you said about the 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 victims of covid like that yeah. would have been a really good move i agree and and yeah i mean and i get sometimes they linger on people longer that had a bigger cultural impact i get i mm-hmm. get putting sean connery on the screen longer than a casting director i understand yeah. that but like give them at least a two seconds or something like they just like it literally it was so fast when they went through them oh yeah i remember i was just gonna say like just spend more time on it because yeah we have a big chunk of time anyways we're cutting out bits like let this be like a big moment for the show because like it affects a lot of people in a lot of different ways. And like, obviously again, we're going to talk about it later. They structured it in a way because they thought they could have a big Chadwick Boseman moment. I feel like maybe yeah, that's yeah. what they were going for. Um, Perhaps they, they should never gamble that stuff. They should just nope. do it where it's needed in the in memoriam. And just, I don't know. It, it yeah. was weird. It was really weird. That being said, the one bright spot of it was when Angela Bassett came up to to introduce that mm-hmm. segment like she was so impassioned and like spoke That's really true. well but she worked then, yeah because she worked with chadwick boseman yeah for um yeah. black panther I think. yeah yeah so so yeah i don't know um but yeah okay let's real quick best speech or best moment of the show for you before we get into the winners and things and Ooh. just talking about the winners and whatever did you have a favorite um, moment favorite speech whatever my favorite speeches were Daniel Kaluuya's funny speech. His yeah, was great. Good speech. I just, I just really, he makes me happy. He's just a cool guy. Who He's very seems intelligent. Like really appreciative. He's really yeah. intelligent. He's really funny. Mm-hmm. Um, he's like very humble and like he's just gonna. You, you just know that dude's gonna be Hollywood royalty by the time his career is over. Oh yeah, um, I think he's gonna have a, a th- at least three Oscars. Amazing. Honestly, yeah, I would predict that he surpasses the record of Oscars held by uh, a black man. Probably, he's got to pass like, Denzel with two. I think so. <laughs> it's only two. Like I like, and he just has like a huge career ahead of him, and he's gonna yeah, get a lot of projects. Only, I don't think he's even thirty yet. Is he? Is he thirty? Thirty no. two? Uh, he maybe? might be. He might be like early thirties. Like, okay, but well, this still... dude is gonna do really well. Um, yeah. He gave an insane performance as Fred Hampton. Mm-hmm. yeah i don't know and then um francis mcdormand's speech was really great too um, the the best picture one or her the winning? one that was like 20 seconds oh yeah <laughs> was that was that um that was her winning yeah best actress winning actress i enjoyed yeah. when she howled at the <laughs> yeah she <laughs> did howl. i forgot about that that yeah. was during the best picture one though when yeah. she was more impassioned. she's great and yeah, um, she was great now she has secretly has four oscars now good for her or five yeah or good five. for her is it five? What's the fifth uh, one? No, maybe it's four. It is four. It, yeah, it's um, Fargo, three billboards, Fargo, and, and Nomadland twice. Yeah, right. For, yeah, man, yep. what what a resume there though. Those are like all insane performances for her. So that's good, good stuff. For her. Yeah, that's those like, are mine. Yeah, I Daniel Kaluuya was one of my favorite speeches too. Um, 
I loved when Harrison Ford came up. Yeah, and, this was good. <laughs> that was and, surprising because he's so anti-Hollywood. I was like, why is he here? Yeah, and he came up and he really crinkled that paper that he was working with. A lot of good prop work <laughs> from Harrison Ford. Yes. And he just read editing notes from Blade Runner. From Blade Runner. I thought that was really powerful. It worked. It was it was cool. I liked that a lot. Um, so I liked that moment as well. And then I already mentioned uh, Glenn Close, DeButt. Mm-hmm. That was some good stuff. Another moment I liked that was kind of a bit that they did that worked mm-hmm. really well um, is they showed – who hired who like it's like this person started as a production assistant on this person's like at this next table's project and now yeah, they're being cool. nominated for something else i was like oh that's really cool like i like how that worked out and then also i have to talk about uh, uh I, i'm gonna butcher her name so bad um yu jung yoon from yes! uh, minari when oh, she I won forgot. i thought that yeah. she's she's so cool i still need to watch minari but like um she was great and Brad Pitt, who was the producer of that movie, uh-huh. um, and apparently was never on set because of like COVID conditions and stuff, and yeah. he was like kind of done with it, I guess. Uh-huh. He presented the the award, and she was like, "Oh, like I haven't seen you. Like it's nice, like, to, nice finally to meet see you. Show up to something. <laughs> yeah, like I thought that was really funny, but unfortunately, uh, literally every white BuzzFeed esque uh, journalist asked her afterwards what Brad Pitt smelled like instead of just talking about her, Gosh. which is so frustrating. People are terrible, yes. um, but she was just so charming and lovely and I wish her the best. Indeed. Indeed. Um, I'm sure we'll talk about more of these moments as we go through the winners here, but I just wanted mm-hmm. to get the broad take there. Um, I'm just going to go through the winners and we'll, we'll, I'm sure we'll spend time on more than others, but, um yeah i'll just go through and and get our get our takes on i'm sure we won't speak long on i don't know my octopus teacher or something but (laughs) probably not but uh we'll get there um i'm gonna start where the night started and i'm gonna go with best original screenplay that went to emerald Fennell for promising young woman nice i haven't seen that. that um i like that we gave it to a woman and not aaron sorkin which i thought yeah that's fair cynically thought how it was gonna play out um, but it didn't. And I liked all the nominees here. Um, and it was good stuff. And I, I didn't realize, I guess I had forgotten that the Lucas brothers like have a screenplay credit on Judas and the black Messiah. Uh huh. And that is just very neat. Those guys are <laughs> comedians. So good for them. So yeah, promising young woman. That was, I think the wait, only... the Lucas brothers. Are those the guys from 22 jump street? Is that who I'm thinking of? Uh, I haven't seen 22 Jump Street, so maybe. Who are the Lucas brothers? They're, they're comedians? Twins. Yeah, they're two twins. They're two black comedians. I know exactly who t- they're you know in 22 about? Jump Street, yeah. Okay. Yeah, they're yeah. awesome. That's cool. that I didn't know they worked on that. Good for yeah, them. Yeah, I, I didn't realize that either until until that. But yeah, um, so Promising Young Woman won there. And then we go to Adapted Screenplay and The Father won, which was kind of a shock, maybe? Um, I think people thought... The Nomad Lamb was gonna win here. Mm-hmm. I definitely that was, that was like the first upset of the night. I feel like I was definitely yeah. surprised by it. Yeah, and like most of these award, like for the most part, until like a pretty large one that we'll get to. But it was pretty chalky this Oscar ceremony up to a point um, in the main categories. But but then obviously that all was flipped on its head eventually. Uh-huh. Um, so yeah, the father won there. Um, so that was kind of a shock. Um, I'm not going in order anymore. I'm just going alphabetically. Um, okay. <laughs> just so you know, uh, visual effects went to Tenet. 
Um, shout out Tenet. Save movie theaters and save the Oscars. Good job. Oscar winner movie Tenet. Oscar winning Great. Tenet. I'm d- <laughs> and we're just we're happy that Mulan didn't win anything. Yeah, that's true. So shout that's out. Very true. Shout out to Tenet there. Uh, then we go to best sound, which was pretty well deserved. Sound of Metal. Mm-hmm. God, won that, that movie's so good. Yeah, Whoa, I, sound so of. Good. I mean, I think the sound was probably the most lock of these awards like yeah that's going to sound of metal and if it yeah, doesn't definitely turn off the oscars um which most people just you know didn't turn it on um <laughs> and mank didn't win sorry jackson didn't win there in sound. good oops <laughs> um oops. short film live action two distant strangers um yep. i think that was also pretty predicted i think every of these shorts that won the narrative shorts and then all these shorts are all streaming ones this year so which yeah. is kind of interesting um. Yeah. To Netflix. That's where Netflix is getting their Oscars. They're not gonna win Best Picture, but they're gonna win Short Film. <laughs> they'll they'll get those documentary stuff. They'll get those. You know it. Yeah. They've had some good stuff with like uh, cause what wasn't uh Roma? That was uh. Yeah. Netflix best, movie yeah, or like funded direct, or something. Best director. That won a couple things or something. Cinematography it director. It Roma walked so Parasite could run. That's what people. That's say. true. That's true. I, I just agree said. with that. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, short film animated. If anything happens, I love you. Um, that, that one's was wild. Yeah, that one's That's tough. so sad. Um, and that's another Netflix one. Um, sorry to Burrow. Sorry, Disney. Um, I still haven't seen that. <laughs> I, I watched that little... I watched that like a couple of days ago. It's just like is a it cute? little six-minute thing. Yeah. But, gotcha. you know, if anything happens, I love you is very deserving. The art so, on it is like wild too, like the art form for it, like the style yeah. of it, and the message yeah. is so heavy. It's actually really impressive. You guys should check it out. It's on Netflix. It's like twelve minutes or something. Yeah, take really the twelve good. minutes out of your evening. Yeah, I think you can spare it. Um, production design: Jackson, Mank. Yeah, one this one was for, Mank. That makes sense. That's like yeah. one of the biggest um, pluses of the original Citizen Kane. So like, it makes sense that Mank would strive for that as well and i I would say that's pretty well deserving yep nice jackson likes mank now guys you heard it that's not true i like (laughs) what i like about mank i also liked about citizen kane the things yeah that's all i'm gonna say you know nice job okay (laughs) we'll we'll leave it there um original song um fight for you her has an oscar now um i don't think anyone like predicted this this is the judas and the black messiah song Mm -hmm. um i think you and i both did not I picked, pick this. Um, did you uh, pick Speak Now? I... The Leslie Odom Jr. one? That's yes, what I, I think I did. Yeah. And it did not yeah, I was surprised way. by this. Because I wanted this one to win originally in the Golden Globes, mm-hmm. and it didn't. So I was like, hmm, maybe people aren't really about this song so much. So Yeah, that Diane yeah, Warren up song won the yeah. Golden Globe, and I have never heard that. Um, no justice for the Eurovision song. Sorry. It happens. It happens. <laughs> Um, uh, original score, uh, went to Trent Reznor, Atticus Ross and John Baptiste for soul. Um, that was pretty chalky. I think, I think everyone mm-hmm. knew that was going to happen. Um, no, uh, no Mank win there either, even though it was Reznor and Ross there as well. Sorry, Mank. The Mank score is fine. I didn't think it was anything incredible, but yeah. you know, it happens. <laughs> um, makeup and hairstyling, uh, Oh, excuse me. I burped. Sorry, audience. Hee <laughs> hee. Excuse um, you. Um, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom one here. Yep. Um, Makes sense. 
not Pinocchio, which is a movie. Um, I saw I saw screenshots from that because I was like, "What is this movie?" And it looked wild, actually. Like the the makeup for that is really good, but yeah, nobody knew who that was. So not good enough. Not good um, enough. So yeah, Mario Randy won there. I think that was kind of pr- people predicted that as well, yeah. pretty well. Um, international feature film. We mentioned it earlier. Another round. Uh, mm-hmm. Soon to be Americanized. Another round. God, please don't. Oopsie oopsies. Um, well deserved. <laughs> well deserved yeah. there. Um, film editing went to Sound of Metal. This is the yep. one Jackson got. This was a turning point in the night because Jackson got this one right and I got it wrong. It was so and good. The editing was insane in that movie. I thought yeah, it was so good. It was. What'd, good. You, what'd you pick for it? I picked The Father. Um, really? Okay, so I haven't seen that one. So that one didn't. Uh, those two would have opinion been the only one. Like the editing of The Father is is what kind of makes that movie, so that's why I went for it. But I thought Chicago Seven, Trial of Chicago Seven had good editing too, but yeah. Sound of Metal just really knocked it out of the park, I thought. Yeah. That that was deserved. Um documentary short subject, Colette. Any comments on Colette? None. Cool. I'm sure it was great. But moving on. Um I don't I don't watch the documentary short subjects because they're like usually all really heavy. And yeah. I just you know, I'm not going to take my time to feel depressed during the day. Um, you would rather watch The Father. <laughs> yeah, yeah, A touche. totally fun romp. Touche. Um, <laughs> anyway, let's move on to the the most lighthearted one. My Octopus Teacher won for Best Woo-hoo! Documentary. Um, have you seen that? Should I see I've it? I've seen clip. Is, is it? This dude just like hangs out with an octopus, right? Like That's <laughs> kind of the that's whole thing. It, it teaches him, the octopus teaches him about life. It's so sad because, like, Crip Camp, after watching the, like, video – because they did do a video segment for this one. um, And Crip Camp seemed really moving and, like, really awesome. And I was like, oh, this one deserves to win. And then I felt bad that, like, a movie about a dude hanging out with an octopus kind of, like, beat it out. I was like, oh. Yeah. Maybe maybe that shouldn't have happened, but I haven't seen either of them, so I I can't really judge it. I can't can't vote here, but – yeah, by the way, speaking of speeches, theirs went on too long when they won. It did go uh, on pretty long. And they just kept talking about the octopus and <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> whatever. It was, it was yeah. It was I fine. I was like, okay, whatever, guys. <laughs> um costume design, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, once again, yep. Anne Roth, who's like an eighty something year old woman, so good for her. Good for her. Um yeah. Isn't Emma like a Victorian thing? Yeah. Yeah, I'm kind of surprised that one didn't come on top. I I, I always never underestimate the period piece stuff just because oh, you yeah. never know. But especially with Mank also kind of being a period piece, weirdly enough. Mm. Now I guess. And Mulan, would you consider that a period piece? It's like um, almost a hundred years ago. Yeah, point. I guess so. Yeah. yeah, that's kind of weird. Anyways, sorry. Crazy. That was. No, yeah. that's okay. I don't talk. I won't talk about Mulan. Um, okay, good. Cool. <laughs> um, cinematography. This was kind of a shock, I thought. Mank won. Um, and I this, don't know how Nomadland didn't win. Yeah. I I think I was rooting for Nomadland for this one. Yeah, um, I picked Nomadland, I think. Yeah. It was shocking. I don't know. Uh, the Mank Hive was buzzing after this win, probably. Yeah, I feel like Nomadland definitely deserved more than what it got. Um, cinematography for Nomadland was absolutely insane. It, Beautiful. I don't know. It's just the Oscars weighing out. Do we like a black and white shot or like a scenic shot better? And I guess yeah. they like 
the black and white stuff a little bit better. I heavily disagree. I would put honestly, I would put Mank like I would put Nomadland and Juice and the Black Messiah definitely over Mank. Maybe even the Trial of the Chicago Seven over Mank. And I know that's probably controversial, but I don't know. Mank didn't have anything that was like amazing for cinematography. So that's just me though. Very fair. You're entitled <laughs> to your opinion. Um animated feature film. Um Soul. Shocker? No. No. Um <laughs> Justice for Sean the Sheep movie Farmageddon. That <laughs> that was the funniest part. Like the uh we, we got to see clips from this. And again, seeing New York City in Seoul is just absolutely like breathtaking. I forgot how good it looked. I was like, whoa, that's crazy. Yeah. Um, and then cutting to Sean the Sheep movie Farmageddon was the funniest <laughs> bit that they did not mean to do. I laughed so hard at the Aww. clip from it. Um, good for, for them, the though. Sheep. I mean, It's a better nomination than Boss Baby, so, you know, just take what you can get. <laughs> Great stuff. Um, okay, um, let's get to some, some bigger ones now. Directing. Um, this, was, this was lit. Uh, Chloe Zhao won for Nomadland. Mm-hmm. That's great. Only the second woman to it. ever win this award and the first Asian woman to win this award. Mm-hmm. So, After 93 years? Yep. Word. Wow. Academy's great <laughs> at what they do. Progress. I wonder how many Asian women have been nominated to begin with. She might have been the first, right? She may have been likely. the first. I don't know that stat off the top of my head, but that's yeah. very likely. I don't know off the top of my head who else would be in that in that bank. But yeah, yeah. that could be it. So congrats to Chloe Zhao. Shout would out. You, who would you have given it to if not Nomadland? Or do you think it was just an absolute landslide? Definitely. Uh, a definite, definite yeah. there. I think so um, too. If not them, like, honestly. Minari probably, would be kind of cool. I probably would have, yeah. Lee Isaac Chung, that would have been cool too. Um, I mean, or just give it to David Fincher because he doesn't have an Oscar. So <laughs> that's fair. Just give it a cop I, out. Not for Mank though. Oh, I'd be pissed if he won no. it for Mank over Chloe Zhao. Well, he should have got it ten years ago for Social Network, yeah. but that's neither here nor oh, there. God, that movie's awesome. I need to rewatch that soon. It's so good. Classic. We should Classic. do a 2010 Oscars retrospective so we can talk about the King speech. That movie's not good. I, I mean, it's not. Network it's not great. Didn't win everything. It should have. Social man. How where does Mank rank compared to Social Network? Oh my God, Social Network's a five star movie. It is a five star movie. It's insane. To me, it is, but yeah, uh, it's it definitely is. It's so good. Yeah, <laughs> the performances are wild. Man, that movie's awesome. Sorry, good stuff. That was anyway. our Social Network corner. <laughs> yeah, we'll do a we should we'll do a Social Network retrospective. Someday. I would love to. Yeah, that'll be hit. Matt would love to come on for that. Matt, if you're listening, definitely. I know you're coming on for that. That's like he Sweet. loves that movie. Okay. Let's go to the actors, and then before I do actor and actress, I'll do best picture, because that's what the awards did. <laughs> um, let's start with actress in a supporting role. Um, we talked about it already. Yoo Jung-yoon mm-hmm. won from Minari, which was, which was lit. I Good enjoyed job. it. All of, these, all of these people, other than Glenn Close, were deserving of the award. So, good for them. I think... Honestly, if not her, I think Maria Bakalova would have been really interesting if that they gave awesome. it to her. Yeah, to do been. the stuff she did, like the stuff with like Rudy Giuliani in that scene, like the way she was able to keep her composure 
and like yeah. act on top of like Being having brave. to deal with like these like sketchy people like in sketchy situations is like really impressive um yeah totally agree it's like improv acting like in a series i don't know it's like wild i i watched that for class the other day man that movie's really good i really like the borat movie borat too <laughs> very nice yeah I th- very nice i thought she she would have been a good uh choice if not uh for yu jung yoon she was great though but yeah agreed um actor in a supporting role we've been singing the praises of this performance mm-hmm. for weeks months years daniel kaluuya um great great this was the right choice but again another very strong category and i would have been happy super strong category with either but i'm happy it went to kaluuya and i'm happy to see once again lakeith stanfield here in this category i am too i do think uh, Lakeith Stanfield was definitely the main character and probably shouldn't have been in this category. To yeah, begin it's with. category fraud for sure. Yeah. Um, which I feel I don't know personally. If not Daniel Kaluuya, I think Paul Racy from Sound of Metal was yeah, so great. deserving, and it would have been so iconic too because he's a deaf actor. Yeah. And I imagine that would be like the first time um, someone who's deaf uh, or hard of hearing um is nominated or even won like that would that would have been insane and his performance in sound of metal was so so good but yeah i can but i was i was really happy i can tell you jackson that it's not the first time really uh in fact um a uh, a deaf actress has won the academy award for uh best leading actress uh marley matlin did back in 1986 of course oh um, for chi- uh, Children of a Lesser God, uh, she oh, cool. won the Oscar for it. Um, I thought you were about to say Shape of Water. I couldn't remember if she was actually oh God. <laughs> deaf in that movie. No, but... It, She's not deaf in real life, right? She is not. Sally Hawkins Okay. Not, <laughs> I was like, wait, interesting. Was that it? Okay. I wish I was deaf watching that movie. Oh, um, man. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> anyway. But yeah, Paul Racy was insane. Daniel Kaluuya, definitely deserving, though. Amazing yeah. performance. Agreed. Okay, best picture. Um, it went to Nomadland, everyone. Um, yep. I think that was prognosticated. I think everyone knew that was going to happen. Didn't seem to be a shock. Mm-hmm. Um, and That's I liked fair. it. Yeah, I uh, liked it. It, was it wasn't my favorite movie. out of these, but it was really good. Yeah, just... I would have. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know who would I. I like all like like we said. I like all these movies. Um, yeah. You like you like eight of them. And yeah, <laughs> I I probably would have given it to Judas and the Black Messiah, The Sound of Metal, over Nomadland personally, just because yeah. of I I thought the stories were more, more compelling in those than than Nomadland. Sure. The characters are more compelling. Yeah, yeah. Like so. again, Nomadland is just kind of one of those slice of life movies where nothing like it, it's telling something and it's saying something important, but at the same time, it's not really like there's not like a character arc. It's just kind of like. Yeah, this yeah, person definitely. doing something which is totally fine and it was beautiful and the performances were great i just think personally for me that's not what i'm always looking for in a movie sure um and yeah sound of metal and judas and the black messiah were just like my personal favorites that i was rooting for but nomadland makes perfect sense and yeah yeah i liked it enough for it and i'm happy that they got it so i have to say i'm just realizing this as we've been as we've gone but because I'm just looking at Trial of the Chicago 7 here. Yeah. And I think of the Best Picture nominees, Trial of the Chicago 7 is the only one movie here that didn't win anything 
on Oscar night. Really? That's a bummer. The Trial of Chicago 7 is really good. I didn't think I would like it that much. It really did. I thought it was definitely, yeah. It's tough to say what it, like, is deserving to win over these. Because, like, this was a strong year. Yeah, Surprisingly. Yeah, shocking. Um, I don't really know exactly where it deserved it more than other people. Um, Sasha mm-hmm. Baron Cohen's performance was really good. I, not better than Daniel Kaluuya's though. Um, yeah. Yeah. I don't. I don't really know where it would have fit in a little bit better, but it is a bummer that it got nothing. Unfortunately. Yeah. Oh well. But I think it did well year. in the Golden Globes, right? Like, if I yeah, remember I think correctly. It, I think it won the Golden Globe for, or maybe well, it's good. Uh, I don't even remember now. That was so long either. ago. Oh, well. But. Anyway. <laughs> I'm sure Sa- Sasha Baron Cohen doesn't really care. I'm sure he's vibing and just no, living his best life. Care. He's got all the Golden Globes. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, okay. Actress in a leading role. We talked about it. Franny D. Francis McDormand. Mm-hmm. Great job. Got it again. This was the most exciting race all year, by the way. Actress in a leading role. It seemed that no one really knew which way it was going to go all year. Yeah. Um, like each one of these actresses won at least one of the major awards on the awards circuit and in other and stuff. Yeah. And other stuff. And, and yeah. So Francis McDormand, you can't deny the Francis McDormand power. I love it. She was great. Um, I thought the only person who maybe would have gotten it over her at this point was Viola Davis. That was the only person who I was like, well, I th- it could really maybe th- go the other way. I really thought there was going to be a Carrie Mulligan moment. Um, really? That didn't happen, though. Um, well, a long-time actress, you know, she was last time she was nominated, I think, was 10 years ago. So I thought, you really? know, these other two have at, have Oscars already. Andre Day and Vanessa Kirby are up-and-comers. Mm-hmm. They're new. They're going to get their time. And I thought, you know, Carrie Mulligan, it's her time. It wasn't. Yeah. Oops. <laughs> She'll have her time. She'll have She'll it. She'll get it figured out. She'll get there. Um, United States versus Billie Holiday. That's not a good movie, guys. Um, moving on. It's not. It's. It doesn't know what it's what it's doing. I don't oh, know. No. I don't know, man. She's good in it, I guess, but that movie is very lost in the sauce. Bummer. Anyway, <laughs> very lost in the sauce. It's on an official Rotten Tomatoes critic score. Yeah, for that movie. Love that. Um. Okay. The big shock of the night. The the great finale of the night. We've put Best Picture ahead of Actress and Actor, and we're mm-hmm. all thinking that, oh, with the Chadwick Boseman moment, it's going to happen, yep. right? We're all going to have a great send-off for a legendary actor career taken too far ahead of its time, taken too soon. And then the Joker walks out, Joaquin <laughs> Phoenix. The Joker strikes again, everybody. <laughs> He walks on stage, clearly doesn't give a crap about being there, doesn't want to be there. He never like, wants to be in the public eye ever, which is no. so weird for an actor. Like, and why do we I don't keep know. making him do it <laughs> I don't, if he yeah. doesn't want to be? Um, but he's obligated to come out since he won last year, which seems like a lifetime ago that he won for the Joker. But he came out, he read, and the Oscar goes to Chadwick, Anthony Hopkins. Hello? <laughs> And so Anthony Hopkins wins, right? Nobody is there to accept it. No one's there to accept it. He's off in Wales, like asleep. Because it's like probably like four in the morning there. Yeah. Something wild. It's like, yeah, like it's it's reasonable that he's not to not 
up to accept it. I get that. Oh yeah, he's he's 83 years old. He's yeah, the oldest, he's old man. He's the oldest winner of this award now. Really? Um, oh, that's interesting. Yeah, I didn't 80, know that. 83 years old. Um, he looks pretty good he, for 83. Like honestly. Yeah, he's looking that's good. A, that's I think impressive. he's been he's been sober for like 50 years or something. Good for so him. Good for Anthony Hopkins. Um, but this was just shocking. Um, yeah. Because the narrative all year was Chadwick Boseman is going to win an Oscar. And it's going to be beautiful because it's a posthumous award. It's kind of for the body of his work, blah, blah, blah. But that didn't happen. Um, to nope. say I was shocked was is an understatement, probably. I was yeah. shocked. <laughs> um, yeah. And I mean, at the same time, you know, Anthony Hopkins was very deserving I suppose a great performance mm-hmm. in the father, but I, th- it was just very shocking just because no one was really expecting it. And I thought we all had agreed months ago that we were going to give it to Chadwick Boseman. Yeah. Um, and I don't know if it was the initial shock of that or the fact that it also ended the show. And then Questlove just said, okay, Oscars at night party come. And then it was over. Yeah. And well, here's the thing, right? Mm hmm. Um, the people who produce the show yes. and like design how it's formatted are not yes. told who's going to win. Right. C- correct. So this whole show was just bank, like the whole reformatting in my, like from what I understand was just banking on, Oh, well, Chadwick Boseman's obviously winning this. We're going to yes snub the, we're going to snub the in memoriam to give <laughs> An amazing tribute to Chadwick Boseman. His wife is probably somewhere in the audience. Yeah. She's ready going to, accept to come the award. up to accept this award and give mm-hmm. a heartfelt speech that is going to close out the night. Everyone's going to feel amazing. This is going to be great. Yeah. I am going to be the best Oscars producer ever in the history of this show. Look what I right. did. Mm-hmm. And it just fell apart <laughs> like immediately. <laughs> yeah. It was because a calculated risk. Um, Chadwick Boseman lost, which mm-hmm. I'm sure everyone there was probably shocked because yes. I feel like even the industry was like, duh, this is going to happen. Yeah. Uh, it immediately ends abruptly because no one is there to accept the award. He is not able to obviously phone in because it is like really early in the morning where he is. And he's an old man. He's not going to fly to the United States to accept this award during a pandemic. Yeah. Um, and also like Anthony Hopkins is like been so just like he's just living his life he doesn't care about any he doesn't show up to any awards shows now guys yeah he hasn't been to anything in a long time but anyway and yeah it sucks and the the part that made it made it the worst for me is because i just like had a huge feeling that like his wife is there just like kind of chilling and like Mm -hmm. then just left i don't know to me that just really sucks and i feel bad yeah. For her. And, like, I don't know. Like, Chadwick Boseman is going to win an honorary Oscar next year. Like, it's just a given. He's going to get some Lifetime Achievement Award. Yeah. And, like, the, if not this Oscar, this upcoming Oscar is in the next one or something like that. Like, it, yeah. It's going to happen. Uh, it is just a bummer, though. And I think, you know, it happens. But it really was. Yeah, what, do you, and what do you think? <laughs> not to, like, we we're, were saying all this, but again, I don't want to dispel or belittle anthony hopkins yeah performance he, he at all. earned it like it was he like, earned yeah. yeah like it's a great performance i'm not saying like it it would it's not like if rami malik won over chadwick boseman right <laughs> if that happened then like burn hollywood to the ground but <laughs> but that didn't but 
like Anthony Hopkins was great there, but it was just the narrative was just completely flopped, and it just it I think it failed on all accounts. Like the Oscars, like it didn't work this year. Yeah, the way they ended the show, and it's it's very upsetting. But I guess you know, there's nowhere to go but up now. I guess like I don't think you could make an Oscars or end on a more sour note than this one did, hopefully. And maybe Anthony Hopkins will show up next year and be excited to be there, not Joaquin Phoenix. That's true. Maybe. Present. Yeah. <laughs> what if um, Joaquin Phoenix has to show up again because Anthony Hopkins was <laughs> there? That's that's <laughs> tough. But I like uh, Anthony Hopkins. Like he tweeted out a video the next day. Oh, um, really? He, he like thanked the Academy and everyone. He was like, I didn't expect to win this. Um, and he was basically like, um, I thought Chadwick Boseman was going to win without saying that Chadwick Boseman, like without saying it, but he was like, um, this is in, in memory of Chadwick Boseman. We love your work taken from us too soon. It was very like Anthony Hopkins is such a sweet man. A yeah. good actor, and I wish him all the best. Congrats on your. He stays Oscar. in his lane, you know. Good for he him. He does stay in his lane, and he has some wild Twitter videos. So good for him. <laughs> he's just a wacky, fun old grandpa, and I love it. And he's a great actor. But I feel yeah. like if it would have went to like Stephen Yen, people wouldn't have cared as much either, just because like. Yeah. I don't know yeah. the fact that uh, a young black man who died after giving an insane career's worth of performances in like short forty years mm-hmm. of his life, like. To the, to give it to uh, an old white guy like on paper is not good. Yeah, it <laughs> doesn't know? help the narrative. Yeah, um, for sure. Which is a bummer. Uh, that so being I feel said, like if, yeah, but totally, I get I get that it was a good performance and stuff like that. But I also understand why people are, you know, a little uh, they're rubbed the wrong way from it. Yeah, and it, it's, and I think it would have gone so much better if they didn't bank on the fact that this was the last moment of the night. Yeah. That hurts. Um, that does hurt. But then again, is ending on Fra- Francis McDormand howling? Is that really that much better? <laughs> That's pretty lit. I don't know. Um, <laughs> it's a more exciting note, I guess. <laughs> that'd be, that'd, other, they could other echo than, it out. That'd be kind of yeah. cool. Other than walking <laughs> Phoenix, just being like, uh, you know, the Academy will accept this on Anthony Hopkins behalf, whatever. Good night. <sighs> But yeah, uh, l- listen. <laughs> on the bright, the brightest of sides, you know, at least it didn't go to Gary Oldman. You know. Yeah, I hey, yeah. honestly, I like Gary Oldman a lot. He's a great actor. Um, yeah. But yeah, he he's probably the times. least deserving this year. Yeah, I agree. Probably looking at the like, it's a it's a big this this one's felt way more stacked than the actress. Uh, in a leading role category personally i don't know how you feel about that but i would probably agree a lot of powerful performances here yeah um a lot of hard acting um so yeah yeah. but yeah Um, everyone did great though i think i think most of these were like super deserved so yeah and in a nutshell you know not giving this to chadwick boseman maybe doesn't help the oscars chances of being um relevant yeah, uh, in the future. That's true. <laughs> maybe of those 9.8 million, maybe a million of those people were tuning in to see Chadwick Boseman's wife get a very impassioned speech, mm-hmm. but that didn't happen. So, Oscars, they're probably people are like, Oscars so wide again. Oh no, on the surface, for those that don't really know. This was a pretty so, diverse uh, nomination pool, and it was a lot yeah. of diverse winners, honestly. I yeah, mean, absolutely. The Oscars, they're getting better, but I, I think just the 
the people like the people that aren't as knowledgeable about it or don't care as much are just going to see that Anthony Hopkins won over a black man, a Muslim man, and a Chinese or an Asian man. What what descent is even he's, he's Korean? Korean, a Korean yeah. man, and a white man won over those. Like that's what people will see on its surface, but it's much more than that. Like I'm not. It's, that's true. I'm not I mean, you can say the, the same Academy. thing about Francis McDormand too. With uh, yeah, it's yeah, a pretty yeah, yeah. diverse. But you know, it is what it is. It the is what the it is. actress, the supporting roles were very diverse, which is good. Um, yes. Yeah. You know, you get what you can get. You get what you uh, work with. And yeah, I thought overall this was a really good award show. And it wasn't nearly as cringy as the past four that I've watched. <laughs> like, you know, like it wasn't that bad. <laughs> yeah. But I agree. But yeah. Wonderful. Woo! And Wonderful. that's the Oscars, guys. Yay. Woohoo. And we'll be back next year for the next Oscars. Mm-hmm. We won't record a podcast until then. Until then. <laughs> yep. Bet. Uh, wonderful. Should we move on, Jackson? Let's move on to The List is Life. The List is an absolute good. The List is Life. Okay. Do you want to go cold turkey, Jackson? Or do you want to know any of the, like, a nominee or, or two? Or I don't know. What, what, what do you mm. want to go here? Or you can just throw a dart or whatever you want to do. What was your favorite movie of the Oscars that ne- not necessarily in best picture, but just favorite movie. And then the least favorite movie of the Oscars that you saw. Mm, that's a great question, Jackson. Um, I think that my favorite movie, I want to, I'm going to confirm before I say this, but Okay, that's there. I'm doing some typing. Don't worry about me. Okay. <laughs> um, I do think, and this is just this is just me. We'll disagree here. But I th- I really liked Nomadland. That's fair. Um, it's, I it's... think that may have been my favorite movie of this past year. Really? Um, yeah. A close second. Hey. Close fair. second is Judas and the Black Messiah, though. Loved it. Um, and oh, I guess I should say where all this all this sits. Um, <laughs> Nomad Land on my list is 187. Um, I really liked it. Um, Did you give it five ju- stars? Uh, f- uh, four and a half. Four and a half. I gave it four. Okay. And then That's Judas fair. and the Black Messiah is 191. It's just four spots down. Oh wow. Okay. Damn. That's really close. Okay. Very close. That's really very close. very close. Um. Huh. My least favorite movie yeah. of this of this slate. If I had seen Pinocchio, maybe Pinocchio. <laughs> um, off the top of my head, I'm actually I've. If you've been on my letterbox, you've seen that I've, I've ranked all these movies now, mm-hmm. like by year. So now I'm going to quickly go to my 2020 movies list and see what's in last, and if it was nominated for an Oscar. That wasn't, that wasn't, that wasn't, that wasn't, that wasn't, that wasn't, that wasn't. <laughs> ah, just as I suspected, Mulan. Ah, um, let me tell you, let me tell you what number <laughs> it is. But yeah, Mulan is uh, 1,703. Um, wow, that's a big difference. That's out of, big difference. out of, by the way, for those that are interested, 
2004 <laughs> movies. I've now wow. seen over 2,000 on here, so booyah. Booyah, we love it. And I can't wait to put most of the uh, the Mary-Kate and Ashley movies down at the bottom. <laughs> um, Perfect. But yeah, what about you? Uh, Judas and the Black Messiah was... was and that and Sound of Metal were probably your favorites, right? Yeah, for me, it's a toss-up between those two. Um, I think, personally, I just really loved the intimate story of Sound of Metal. I thought that mm-hmm. was really great. And I thought, like, that was representation I had never seen in a movie before. So it gave me, like, a whole new perspective, which I thought was really fun. And I'm a sucker for, like, self-growth, like, self-growth movies. Mm-hmm. And, like, the moments of, like, him, like... Like where it cuts to like months in, and we and like the way they deal with like subtitles and stuff because like we don't our subtitles in the movie are based on what Riz Ahmed's character understands like at that point. Yeah. So like we don't understand sign language until like months later when he knows how to speak it, which is really cool. Um, and then like his whole um going to see his girlfriend after he's like gotten the cochlear implants. Mm-hmm. And realizing that she's like way better off now and he's kind of been holding her back and them, you know, splitting apart like that moment was like super beautiful and like really like just a mature decision that I just like really loved. And, you know, um, I don't know, the just end, so much of it. Ending. And like the end of him finding inner peace finally that Paul Racy's character had been talking to him about for a really long time um just so good i i just really loved that movie and then obviously judas and the black messiah is just an absolute powerhouse of like a of a story and it it's that one the cultural significance of that one is just so high right now that i think it just really like was inspirational and and really just just a badass movie that i really loved with and again like daniel kalua and keith stanfield gave some of the best performances i've seen in like the past couple years so agree yeah um, really I would say Nomadland for me is either third or fourth. Uh, Try the Chicago Seven. I'm just a sucker for movies like that, yeah. also. And I thought the performance. I wasn't suspecting to see uh, Mr. Muppet Man. What's his name? Uh, <laughs> the guy who Mr. sounds kind of like Kermit. Uh, Ray Romano? Oh, no, not Ray Romano. Uh, the dude who played Stephen Hawking. I can't think of his name right now. Oh, Eddie Redmayne. <laughs> Eddie Redmayne. Yeah, he kind of sounds like he's got a frog in his throat. Um, <laughs> love the dude, though. He gave a good performance. Yeah. Um, Sasha Baron Cohen was insane in that movie. And also, that was just something I had never learned about. So yeah, to same. sit through it was a roller coaster because of how frustrating the judge was. And, oh, yeah. Oh, it was just wild. And, like, then when you see that Fred Hampton was there and then you see the, like, shots, like, the photos of, like, him, like, how he had been killed and stuff. And just watching um, Judas and the Black Messiah really elevated that moment because I was like, whoa, these happened at the same time. That's, like, really interesting how, like, these huge events were going on simultaneously. And I don't know. I, I just thought it was really a really interesting movie in that way. And Nomadland was great, too, you know. I liked it, too. Totally agree. Yeah. Wonderful. Woohoo. All right. That's the list is life, everyone. And now we'll go into our last segment. I'll have what she's having. I'll have what she's having. Woohoo. Recommendations. What are we feeling this week, uh, Jackson? Um, obviously all of the Oscar movies that were nominated for Best Picture were totally worth it. Go check yep. them out. Super fun, super deep, super introspective. 
Mm-hmm. Very well made. Um, and then person on a personal note, I am recommending Falcon and the Winter Soldier because we are talking about that next week. It's going to be a fun discussion. I'm very much looking forward to it. Yeesh. And also, I got to recommend Nobody because it was such a surprise for me and just such a fun ride. And I think, uh, you know, people deserve a fun movie theater experience if you can do it safely. So that is definitely one that is worth the trip. Couldn't agree more. Yeah. Um, on top of all that, I would have suggested all those things. I'm throwing out one just random movie that caught my eye when I went to go see Nobody in theaters, a trailer okay. I saw. And I don't know if it really got to me because I was the only one in the theater. Um, <laughs> all right. But I watched this trailer for a movie called Separation. And okay. It's about a lonely girl who finds solace in her father, who's like an artist, and the ghost of her dead mother. And it looks freaky as hell. Is um, it like a horror movie? or? Yeah. Yeah. It's oh, a, interesting. It's a scary movie. So I'm recommending just, you know, huh. a, a horror movie if you guys can get to theaters and check out Separation. It just looked cool. Really frightening, and I don't know if that was just because, again, I was in the theater alone. Um, so I was, <laughs> there was a really, ghost over your I was shoulder. Spooked. But uh, but yeah, I'm suggesting that. I haven't seen it, but I'm suggesting it. And <laughs> Go like watch Jackson the trailer said, in theaters. <laughs> yeah, um, the Oscar movies. Check those out. Nobody. And if you want a nice bloodbath, go check out Mortal Kombat, which we won't, won't be finish talking about. him. Fatality. Maybe I'll watch it and we can talk about it a little bit next week or something. Sure. Give it a sure. watch. Spare your hour and 15 <laughs> minutes. And just like that, we're done. Hopefully we're done. we ended more exciting than the Oscars did. But um, I think we did. I think we finished stronger. I, I could be wrong, but I thought it was strong. good. Apes together strong. <laughs> God, that movie's great. Check out, check out uh, Rise of the Planet of the Apes. That's a good movie. Anyways. Do you ride for um, Rise, Dawn, or War more? Have you uh, seen all of them? Dawn is the best one. Dawn is pretty down. good. It's so good. I do that like one Rise. is absolutely the best one. I like Rise a lot, too, though. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. That'll be... <laughs> Join us in a couple weeks when we do our Planet of the Apes pod. Um. Yeah. Sweet. Yeah. With I that, would love to do a Planet of the Apes pod. Anyways... With we'll that, we're done, guys. Woo! Uh, check us out at roughcut underscore pod on Instagram. Give us a follow. Give us a review on Apple Podcasts if you can. That boosts our numbers and gets more audience listeners, and we love that. Uh, yeah. And uh, let true. us know if you want to be on our show. We love having guests on to talk about all things movies and pop culture. So just let us know. Let us know what your strengths are as far as like something you are really passionate about, and we'll get working on something together. Let's do it. Great pitch. I love it. Thank you. We're going to do it. Thanks for listening, guys. We love you very, very much. In case I don't see you. Good afternoon, good evening, and good night.